Hey guys, what's going on? This is the Spongeworthy Podcast. My name's Zach Hillman. And I'm Daryl Williams. And today, we are still talking with the ever-famous, popular, and sexy Daniel Zambrano. Only one of those is true. I hear he's uncut. Uh, <laughs> I'm Mexican. That, that is yeah, true. Yeah. <laughs> Ole. And we're talking about Season 3, Episode 23, The Keys. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sponge-worthy? She said I wasn't sponge-worthy. Yes, I think I'm sponge-worthy. I think I'm very sponge-worthy. Sponge-worthy? The Sponge-worthy podcast. Sponge-worthy. All right, guys, we are here on a Thursday, of course, with the ever-popular Daniel Zambrano. Uh, hey, guys. Uh, how are you? How you doing? Very well. Uh, how how you been since the last episode? Uh, I hurt my knee. Yeah? Um, oh. Yeah. Oh no! Should we ice it? Do I need yeah. to get like some cold I mean, compress? I, I, I told you. Compress. I yeah. told you when you use Daryl's rock climbing wall, you <laughs> yeah. got to make sure you have a spotter. <laughs> I, I didn't yeah, well, was gonna be well, you can jump in the jacuzzi later. It's gonna be fine. I'll take it there. Yeah, I know. Can, I jo- can the cat join? Yes, the that... cat can join. The cat loves the jacuzzi. This right. is a uh, his masseuse's uh, off day. But, <laughs> uh, yeah. So, guys, we are talking about Season 3, Episode 22, the season finale of Season 3. And this is the keys, guys. The, the keys. keys. Yeah, not the keys on Van Nuys. No, that's that's a very regional very joke. Very regional keys, keys, joke. Keys on Van Nuys. Keys yeah. on Van Nuys, yep. Yeah. <laughs> Whenever I heard that advertisement, I didn't realize that Van Nuys was the place. Yeah, you're like, yeah. keys on Van Nuys. Is, so where is yeah. that? Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's in the city of Van Nuys? <laughs> Whoa, uh, whoa. And what street is it on? <laughs> Van Nuys. Oh, on the street of Van Nuys. Van Nuys Boulevard? Well, in they thought Van of Nuys? everything. Holy oh, my shit. goodness. Why didn't they call it Van Nuys Auto? They or- could have called it Van Nuys on Van Nuys yeah. in Van Nuys. What were they thinking? <laughs> what were they thinking? <laughs> Make it easier. Man. <laughs> Well, anyway, so uh, we, we have, start this episode. Yes. <laughs> the very regional reference. Yes, we just derailed the show. Guys, if you did not grow up in SoCal, skip. You should have skipped that last minute. I mean, I mean, we apologize. We will not refund your time. Yeah. So this episode starts with some stand-up. Yeah, Ginsu knives. He bought the Ginsu knife. This is a very dated reference. Very dated. Did you ever Daniel, buy... are you... No. Even old enough to get I this? Under, I understood the, the joke <laughs> of it, though, of, uh, hey, it's, it's one of those infomercials. Yes. And then yeah. the, the, basic, the basic thing of it is you calling that infomercial that you assume nobody calls. Yeah. And then yes. the person on the other line's like, really? You want to buy Wait, this what? Yeah, really? Because yeah. we know uh, that shit. We, we never thought anybody was going to call this number. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this, this infomercial was ubiquitous in yes. the early 90s. Yes. And they did... Straight up show them like cutting through shoes Definitely. and bricks and stuff. Yeah, but also like able to still cut through a tomato or a piece of paper. Yeah. Yeah. There are there are more recent knives mm-hmm. that definitely owe a debt of gratitude to the Gensu knife. Yeah. I mean it definitely probably sold a billion, you know. I'm like sure. they had to have sold a shitload during like only midnight through four AM. Mm. Oh yeah. Do you ever, like, you know how they have the, like, shortened version of the infomercial where mm-hmm. it's, like, call now for Flex Seal or, the, right, you know, right. the Slap Chop or what right. the fuck ever. The, and then, like, right, sometimes the you would stay up so late that you would get the, like, full hour-long infomercials yes, yes, yeah. yes, where the guy's like, I'm going to show you 
exclusive testimonials yes. and interviews. Yes. <laughs> like, and people then, using the the chop, chop slap. And <laughs> I would always love to like anytime when they show like what you shouldn't do, it's always going to be in black and white. <laughs> yeah. And they're always like, "Oh, you don't want to have some Tupperware be like this." And it's literally like five guys like holding like one piece of Tupperware, but they somehow still spill it all over like the fucking kitchen. Yeah, You're dude. like, "How do five mm. guys not be able to hold a Tupperware?" Yeah. What is this how is this possible? <laughs> Well, I think your ableism is showing, Daryl. <laughs> <laughs> you need to check your privilege at the door, okay? I didn't know. Like, I thought that was like maybe a Seinfeld joke. Like, you yeah. know, how many people does it take to hold a Tupperware? Well, I think I think there's like a meme about it, and it says something like, "The only place where white privilege doesn't work is in black and white footage." Yeah, and it just right. shows like a bunch of old white ladies with Tupperware falling on their head, and just like <laughs> cheese balls pouring out on them, and they're like, "Ah, oh, no!" Right, you know, right. Like, like they're using like a normal blender and they're like just hand is just like falling into the blades and yeah. stuff and you're like ah uh, i the don't Chex know mix is searing their skin like holy water on a vampire and they're don't just know like, ah! that's gonna be working like i don't know yeah. if people are literally losing their hands to blenders but i guess i'll uh, give this ninja chop a, a whirl or whatever yeah you know why not magic bullet yeah right right exactly it's gotta solve something right so we also, after the uh, stand-up bit, we get into the episode where uh, Jerry sees Kramer in the bath. Yeah. Well, okay. So well, they have there's a, keys. There's a like there's, yeah. Yeah, it's a whole thing. It's escalating. Um, so Jerry wakes up thirsty, mm-hmm. and he goes out to get a glass of water. And Kramer is there borrowing his popcorn popper. Interesting. Yeah. Because he that's the thing. He wakes up, finds him there, and then... Yeah, it's the, it's the it's the one out of like three strikes that uh, Kramer's getting. Yeah, mm-hmm. which, and then, which is okay. Like, I mean, it, it's still Kramer just coming there at night unannounced. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then it just gets worse. Have you ever had that like with friends of yours ever in your life where they just would I, come I, in your house like I, unchla- like without I announcement? Did that to my uh, my friend uh, this morning. You just walked <laughs> in. I, I have the uh, the keys to his house. And then I saw we live in the same apartment complex. I'm looking at him like from my second floor, and like mm-hmm. I'm thinking like, okay, I see him. Yeah, he's in there. I know he's in there, and I just open it up, and then I I scared him. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. he didn't like jump scare. It was that scared of like, oh shit, like right. somebody's yeah. coming in. He knew right away when he opened when I opened the door. I was like, oh shit, yeah, it's it's him. But um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I did the Kramer. I, <laughs> I had a my friends from high school which like was probably the closest i ever had to this was just like sometimes i'd just like walk over there or drive over there and show mm-hmm. up you mm-hmm. know and mm-hmm. they would just be cool with it uh they let this like house guest stay with them that one of the brothers went to college with right um and then the whole family was going to take a vacation hmm. like they were all going out of town at the same time to like sweden or some shit. Whoa. So this this Humble house brag. guest had to find. Uh, well, the dad was actually Swedish. He was from Sweden. Oh, that makes originally. Sense. I mean, he immigrated when he was like six. This is a very involved story about this guy's <laughs> immigration background. Um, so they um, the house guest had to find somewhere else to stay. Uh, but what the house guest did instead is he went and he borrowed their keys and made a copy for himself. Whoa. And he stayed at their house while they weren't there. And then some of the neighbors saw him and called them. Mm. And they were like, hey, dude, we didn't. You're no longer allowed to stay at our house. Whoa. If you don't leave, we will call the cops. <laughs> like, whoa. So kind of like, yeah, the 
you know, not as wacky as Kramer. No, <laughs> no, <laughs> a little bit more malicious. Yeah, <laughs> I remember when I was uh, living um, in my childhood house uh, growing up. Um, I would have a friend that was like five houses down from me, mm-hmm. and there would be plenty of times where I would, you know, walk over to his house to see if he wanted to do something. But like, I would see that like you know his clearly his parents or whoever was home and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I would just like walk in. And they would be like, yeah. oh, hey, Daryl, what's up? Yeah, yeah. he's, you know, yeah. yeah, Jeff's in his room or whatever. Like, they would never be like, what the fuck are you doing here, kid? It was cool. Yeah. I think there are certain exceptions, too. Like, if you see someone's, like, back gate or garage door is open, then yeah. it's kind of like, that's that's kind of like them saying, like, hey, come on in and bug me. Right. You know? It's an invitation. Right. But yeah. uh, if that shit's locked, you, you don't want to open it because it's no. closed for a reason. Yeah. Yeah, you got to respect the privacy. Of you course, know? yeah. Like, I wouldn't go over there, like, just if if nobody was home, I wouldn't just, like, be breaking into their house or whatever. Like, yeah. yeah. But if their garage door is open, yeah, okay, so somebody's home. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Walk exactly. In. And also, they're not going to be like, who are you? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, basically. So, so after that... That's the first one, and then we have the bubble bath situation. Yes, Jerry yes. runs in and he's got to pee, but Kramer's taking a full yeah. <laughs> on Bert and Ernie bubble bath, right? And that, that, that's kind of infuriating. Like, it is. It, even like a roommate doing that shit to you—that—that's your neighbor. Like, I don't that's, think that's I a pretty would, big uh, strike for for me. I wouldn't mind if Zach came over and unannounced <laughs> just, and just opened up the door and said, "Like, hey, Daryl, what's going on? You want to yeah. hang out?" But if I came home i practically and... did that this night <laughs> right i like right. didn't go into your apartment while you weren't here but <laughs> no, i was i was here at the in. door you yeah. definitely yeah. here yeah yeah so I, I did knock the door was wide nice. open i did yeah. knock. i did that out of like politeness i'm like i know i can walk yeah. in but that's the thing like okay so in that sense i'm like okay fine cool whatever but if i came home just on a tuesday yeah and then like noticed that like Zach was taking a bath in my house. I yeah. would definitely be like, what the Very fuck? invasive. Yeah. I think if I took a bubble bath in my own home, my <laughs> wife would be like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, what are you doing? <laughs> what is this? It's a so, weird sex thing that I don't know yeah. about. Yeah. So clearly, like, yeah, Jerry obviously uh, gets a little perturbed as well and then, like, mm. kicks him out and basically, like, you know, uh, says, like, yeah, you're well, the straw that breaks the camel's back, though. Jerry comes back with a hot date. Right. He's about yes, to smash. the hot date. Yeah. And then he finds out that Kramer Cause of course. just about to start or just finished with uh, Butchie. Smash uh, Smoot Gucci or Gucci. something? Gucci. Yeah, her name was Gucci. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or she was wearing Gucci or something. I don't know <laughs> or he why. he said Coochie and that Coo- slipped yeah. past the SEC yeah. or something. Uh, but. It was. I would assume it's an improv from Michael Richards where he's like, I don't think they literally named him in a sketch or in the the script. Like, Hey, make sure you call him Gucci. Yeah. No, (laughs) I, I like that. His excuse is just like, Jerry, I thought you were going to be at the movies. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Jerry, I'm so sorry that I fucked in your bed. (laughs) No shit. Like, <laughs> like no I don't care shit. when you fuck in my bed. Don't. <laughs> like, like it's some big misunderstanding. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I had that happen to me once. Like uh I went on vacation um when I was like maybe in high school. Not even high school. It was like college. And um I had given my uh friend like the keys to my house to uh house it for the or cat sit basically. Like, you mm-hmm. know, feed my cat while I'm gone. And uh, 
they told <laughs> that person totally like fucked on my bed, ate all my popsicles, left the sticks to dry on my fucking uh <laughs> you know like countertop like le- you collected it them. was completely like they he left the fucking house in a shit show. Yeah. And I was totally like, what the fuck, bro? I didn't say, like, you know, house sit and, like, tear up the place. <laughs> like, And he was like, oh, yeah, like, I thought it would have been cool. I'm like, cool to just, like, <laughs> fuck on my bed and, like, yeah. not even, like, fold the sheets? Like, Dude, you got to. Let alone clean them. You got to clean the sheets. No yeah. shit. No shit. No shit. Because <laughs> I literally, like, made my bed when I left. And then yeah. the bed literally, like. All the sheets were gone. Like they were pulled apart. The mm. half the pillows were off the bed. And I'm like, dude, you didn't even like make the bed again. Like, yeah, what the bad. fuck? Like, <laughs> that's bad. And then like, yeah, like half the pops. Like I had six popsicles that were like literally like glued to the like my dresser. <laughs> and I was <laughs> like, <Your> dresser? Because <laughs> not even because the they ate the popsicle and then then just left it while they were fucking. No doubt, <laughs> of course. <laughs> And Disgusting. Then, so I literally was like, dude, you owe me like new sheets and a new dresser. <laughs> and, and some, six popsicles. And six popsicles. <laughs> yeah. And, and uh, to be fair, he has to let you fuck him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and In I, his bed. And I <laughs> yeah. gave him like fucking money to house sit my cat or whatever. Like, <laughs> Dude, he, you gave him money. And he didn't use that to buy the food. Nope. He ate your food, your popsicles. It was one of those things, like, that's the thing. Like, if you're, like, telling somebody to house it, like, you'll tell them, like, yeah, man, I got fridge. Go hang. You know, you can take stuff. Yeah, did you tell him, like, have a popsicle? Yeah, have a popsicle, whatever. Like, I don't care. But I was like, please at least, like, throw the stick away or fucking, like, Or, like, don't eat the whole fridge. Yeah. You could take one thing from it. Yeah. Oh, God. What so a monster. Your your friend's name, Cosmo Kramer? <laughs> yeah. Yep, yep, it was. <laughs> Pretty much. So we get uh, Jerry obviously taking the keys from uh, Kramer, and it's a big, like, oh, shit. Yeah. He's totally uh, feeling dejected because he's gotten his uh, privileges taken away. Yeah. And... I- yeah, mm-hmm. didn't have a leg to stand on. No, no, not at all. <laughs> I mean, he's. I mean, this is actually the first no time we've seen Jerry actually have a backbone or like fucking like yeah do anything yeah, but be a doormat. Ground. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's 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 wild though at this point in the show that we need like these three scenarios set up right. to feel like it's justified because right. it's like. You see it happen all the time. It, yeah. 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 In. This is like his baseline behavior. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Any one of these three things could have happened in a previous episode, and yeah. then they would have just kept talking, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You, you, or even like uh, over the course of a couple of months of yeah. like, yeah, this is just how much this is impacting. You do this this shit, and then. I mean, it's not out. out of like character for Kramer. Like, this is yeah, classic no. Kramer shit. No. But also, like, I like that Jerry's actually standing up to him and saying, like, fuck this. Mm-hmm. Um, so then he clearly is like, well, now I want like my keys back. And yeah. Then... I think Kramer's had this, this wake up, you know, like <laughs> come to Jesus moment where he's like, I was clinging to your keys, Jerry. I was, uh, you know, mm-hmm. I was living this yeah, fantasy right, right. in your apartment and I like, was on vacation. Yeah. Speaking, speaking of fantasy, this is, this is not related. Um, just the idea of like a very morbid episode, 
of uh, Kramer doing his famous like uh, barging in, except when he comes in, Jerry's like hung himself in the middle of the fucking living room. <laughs> He just like comes. You in. got anything to eat, Jerry? And then he just, and then he just makes himself a fucking or sandwich. Or like you just hear like an applause break from the audience yeah. too for like five seconds. You're like, Wait. Jerry's legs are swinging, <laughs> <laughs> and then he just notices and he's like, Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> then he just yells at Newman like, Newman, we gotta get rid of a body. <laughs> Episode title: The Rope. Yeah, yeah the rope. The end. <laughs> now that would be a better uh, season or series finale. Yeah. Yeah. So now we're playing this like musical chairs game with the sure. keys. Yes, everybody's Where... giving away their keys. Jer- Jerry takes the keys from Kramer, mm-hmm. and so now he's trying to give them to Elaine. Mm-hmm. Right. Kramer wants his keys back, and he's going to try and give them to George. Right. Who? George and Elaine are key partners for some right. reason. Did they, yeah. did this ring true for you guys that they would be no key no. brothers as the phrase this, is like this episode and the last episode that we talked about on Tuesday has really been like the first two episodes that like have shown George and Elaine like being friends outside of Jerry. Yeah, yeah. This doesn't feel very believable to me like, like before like literally like halfway like in episode ten or something of season three they had a whole episode about like i would never hang out with like i need jerry to hang out with us in order mm-hmm. to be friends like now they're like no nah, we're totally we can we're hang the out best with best buds yeah we're yeah. best buds like this is weird to me i'm also like confused about the rules of like why does it why don't they all have keys to jerry's apartment no shit they like, all, are, like, get him out of jam so frequently. Right, that, like, exactly. Like, why do we have to have just one spare? Yeah. Why don't you have three spares and just say, like, hey, all of you can have a spare. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. I and know. also, again, it would help your situation because now you don't have to go to one person. Yeah. You can go to three people. Yeah. You have a backup. So now there's this, it feels contrived to me, thing that, like, George and Elaine have to give each other back their keys because mm-hmm. they can't be key brothers now that George is key brothers with Kramer. Yeah. And also Kramer's keys have like, they're like janitor's keys. Yeah. Like they yeah. have like a 50 million on them, like a fucking a huge ring. ring. Yeah. He was looking at them. It's kind of like an equipment locker. <laughs> yeah. And like yeah. what's going on with Kramer's keys? I mean, half of them probably go to lockers like in like Fifth Avenue or like some sort of like you know downtown Drop boxes. Yeah, all he that. Probably stuff. picks like, up random keys that he sees on the streets, yeah, like right? Roller skate keys and what's shit. the yeah. like you know like restaurant that he completely works at? Like that has get like he he's oh the the bagel place? the bagel place. Yeah, the, yeah there's probably strike. eight keys that go there. <laughs> but also, like I remember, like. When I was a kid, I don't know why, but when I used to see, like, you know, janitors or people, like, in, like, positions of, like, you know, working situations, the more keys they had, I was like, oh, that guy's important. Like, that guy, like, if he has 20 or 50 keys, like, oh, that guy runs this place. Like, I I completely uh, (laughs) validate your statement because I I have three keys. I I feel like I ain't shit. No shit. That's what I'm saying. Like, the... I feel like the more value you have or the more important you are, the more keys you you have. Do something with your life. Here's the (laughs) thing. Places to go. That person is essential 
but not valuable. <laughs> like, like those yeah, keys right, are to like right. the boiler room right, and right, the yeah, shit right, hut. Right, like they're not right, places that you want to go. Right. It's like to the breaker light box. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. Like, but also it's like you're the only one that can open up that like fucking breaker box, or <laughs> or that uh, shed in the uh, middle of the square. Again. I don't think it has the level of clout that you assume it does, Daryl. <laughs> You're the only one that can check out basketballs. Yeah. <laughs> hey, the pilot light's out. We need oh, John sh- to go. Oh, shit. <laughs> like, Who got the pilot light key? Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> so we also have this uh, f- kind of like... Oh, the deli scene with yeah. George and Kramer? Yeah, right, right. Yeah, this yeah. is... Exchanging keys and then... Very yeah, it's interesting. philosophical turn for Kramer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was just like a pair of like like keys. Like he he, he, he he's all talking about. Have you yearned? Do yeah. you yearn? Have you, have you yeah, ever yearned? <laughs> I crave a lot. I, I love crave. that. I've craved before. I crave, but I've never yearned. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I was like listening to it, and I was like, "What is the the philosophical advantage of yearning?" Yeah, thing? yeah, yeah. <laughs> like. Well, I don't know. Like, I guess, like, I've come to think of it. I'm trying to think of the amount of times I've yearned for something. Isn't the idea of, like, yearning that you've you've had some of it and you want more of it? Cause, I like, think so. The, with Kramer, he, he describes it that going in a, going in just just into Jerry's apartment, the apartment of, like, a working, like, right. individual right. who contributes to society. Somebody better than him. Yeah, that's his fantasy life. Mm-hmm. Of, like, <laughs> I, I mean something to, like, the world that I'm adding yeah. and doing shit. I guess that's like a good thing, like that he's kind of feeling this like need of like, hey, I got, since I used to be like kind of living off this guy's laurels or like you know coattails, yeah, and he's cut me off. Now I gotta like kind of find that same thing that I was getting from him without him. I yeah. feel like aspire is maybe like the positive sure way to to frame this in my mind, right? But like yearning, it just feels like. Feels so rapey, yeah, <laughs> yeah. right? That's a weird word. <laughs> yeah, yeah like I you, mean, you yearn for your lover who's trapped in a tower. You know, like that's what yearning definitely. feels like. Yeah, like me. I yearn to not have cancer anymore. Yeah, yeah. Yearning it, it feels more basal, more primal. Right. Yeah. It's almost like you can't not do this. It's like something beyond your like physical. Like I, I I'm this is out of body experience type yeah. shit. Like yeah, the, but we've we talked about how Kramer is a very id-driven character, of course, so that yes. kind of fits in with that, I guess. Yeah, and then so, within the conversation, he's like, he's trying to bring something. He's trying to make George very vulnerable. Of course, <laughs> and yes. he succeeds. Well, he eviscerates George <laughs> in the conversation, <laughs> yeah. too. It's not friendly. <laughs> <laughs> and then he also uh, tells George, like, how I'm um, going to California. Yeah. Um, and then he decides that he's just going to pick up and leave. Yeah, after earnestly asking his friend, do you have any reason to wake up in the morning? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so cool, dude. And they, uh, <laughs> he brings up the idea of like how he used to be in the, uh, or he was in the Woody Allen film. Yeah. And uh, they bring back the uh, the phrase that he said. Um, I need some pretzels for these beers. Is that <laughs> no, the phrase? These pretzels, these pretzels no, these are pretzels making are making me thirsty. Yeah. yeah. I like yours, though. Pretzels are making me thirsty. Yeah. <laughs> I need some pretzels for these beers. I beer. need some pretzels yeah. with this beer. Yeah, that makes sense to me. <laughs> I don't want to drink on an empty stomach. I would actually say more like, I want some pretzels with this beer. Yeah. 
You know what would really sell this beer to me? Mm-hmm. Some pretzels. Yeah. So I feel like uh, he he George, he's getting the acting bug. Yeah, George, Georgia gets mad that that's his acting bug. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like that's it. That's what. Yeah. you that's what you did. I yeah. think it also reflects a little bit about George about how he was just like mm-hmm. fucking stabbed, yeah. like emotionally. That's yeah. like I, I have all the, I I have stuff in my this this these pretzels are making me thirsty. That's what is making him want to fucking do something yeah. great with his life. Your line that got cut from the movie. <laughs> yeah. Right. Cause you didn't he like well, break a glass on Woody Allen or yes, something. Yeah. Yes. Like, and he then like pounded the table too hard and yep, like yep. it fell on Woody Allen or something yep, crazy like yep. that. Cause of course Kramer. But then also I love this scene. There's a great moment between George and Kramer where they're talking and he's like, George is trying to justify his life and saying like I have a great life I, I yeah. I'm living life I'm not like he's like what do you have a job no yeah. do you have a, a woman no do you have any aspirations no you have like any prospects yeah, yeah do you have anything that's no. doing anything good in this world like no <laughs> do you have any reason to wake up in the morning <laughs> I like to get the daily news yeah <laughs> I like to get the daily news Most basic shit. <laughs> God. <laughs> and it's so like a gut wrenchy like th- yes yeah. like of course like twist. somebody had to have told george this like at some point yeah and well it- george needed to hear this too yes, <laughs> george yes, has been yes. unemployed for a season and a half now <laughs> which is so great where you're like how the fuck do you live yeah in new york in manhattan <laughs> on with no job by yourself no less yeah just how it was written man (laughs) (laughs) yeah so i guarantee you like under under this all thing like he's literally getting like uh five grand a month from jerry (laughs) yeah just fucking for just for foraging just for it yep yeah well i mean so it's also additionally weird if kramer is about to move cross country yeah why does he need someone to have his keys? Yeah. No shit. Yeah. Weird. Weird. Yeah. Weird. I never thought about that until you brought that up right now. Yeah. That's that's totally bizarre. You and then a big point of it, too. <laughs> so just like in Tuesday's episode, uh, Newman just shows up in the second act for no reason. Yeah. And it's it, it's I like it because it's the old timey uh, t- old timey scene. Mm hmm. Like, mm-hmm. He's kept town. Yeah. <laughs> Felt the heat come down from a pat's ears. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, right. So he kind of like tells uh, everybody that Kramer left town mm-hmm. because they're all like, where did Kramer go? And they're breaking into Kramer's house. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then uh, Kramer, uh, then we get into this whole like, you know, third act of Kramer going through these like different montages of like meet people that he's meeting along the way yeah his, his car, car breaks, breaks down. down yeah yeah and we got i mean we could just run down all of those because they're all pretty weird and ancillary they don't really affect the plot no did, did he uh he meet the uh, the manson family parody like before or after the motorcycle <laughs> no the motorcycle was definitely first yeah okay. the motorcycle that was one dope went into like a lot of detail of like <laughs> yep Broke every bone in my face, like and yeah, died yeah. On that same road, <laughs> yeah. It was like some weird biker that has some weird drawn out story about how he mangled his face. Yeah, and he's but the way he says it is, I was riding on this exact highway at yep. this specific yep. time of day. Yep, just about this speed as well. <laughs> yep, yep. 
Yep. <laughs> and uh, obviously they don't get in a wreck. Uh, yeah. Then he quickly goes on to the hippies. Yeah. Then the hippies are all talking about, like, uh, there's a star cloud. Yeah. Which is one of the girls. Is it a girl? I don't want to yeah. presume it's gender. Yeah. Uh, this was the 90s, so oh, I don't okay. think they were on that men were Right, men, okay. Men were men <laughs> yeah. and women were women. Got it. The Sometimes the lights are shining on me. <laughs> Other times, I can barely see. So then they quickly are like, he's telling them some stories about like the good old days and shit and running rum and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And then like they're quickly like, you got to stay with us forever, Kramer. <laughs> One guy pulls a knife. Yeah, and he's also, like, asked him, like, have you ever murdered anybody or, like, killed anybody? And Kramer's like, oh, yeah, totally. <laughs> this is so weird, dude. <laughs> and then we also have this, like, what do you uh, think, uh, Junior? I think we forgot, like, um, <laughs> we have this through line, too. I don't want to like, get off Kramer for a minute. Uh, I guess we could go for the rest of Kramer's. Well, the the last scene is just him uh, rollerblading, presumably right. on the Venice promenade or Venice. Yeah. You can't recognize boardwalk. it because there's not as much homeless people as there would be now. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't think he was on. He wasn't on the actual boardwalk. I think he was on like Abbott Kinney getting to the boardwalk. Right, right. And he probably had to jump over like some people shooting heroin <laughs> Definitely. on those rollerblades. And yeah. maybe the guy that has no arms and no legs that's breakdancing. Yeah. yeah. Venice is rough. <laughs> yeah. But then we also, I forgot, we brought this, like, there's this through line with Jerry um, where he keeps mishearing people's, like, kind of swearing to him. Yeah, because like, people... Yeah, oh, no, they're swearing. Elaine is definitely like, oh, because it's like some an asshole bullshit under, under and stuff. And, yeah. Yeah, everything's under their breath, and he's like, what'd you George say? George is like, yeah, because it's a crock of shit. Yeah, it's <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, yeah. And Elaine's definitely like, because it's a complete bullshit. Yeah. And they, then they came really close to her saying definitely. it yeah, on network TV. Definitely. Like the fact that she said bullsh yeah. was like, I was like, NBC mm-hmm. behave. And there's, a, <laughs> I will say, uh, there's episodes later in the series where they actually like have them say the word and they bleep it out. They, yeah, they literally bleep out the word. They yeah. have had to, to bleep that out. And then, mm-hmm. um, when Jerry's having that uh, that yogurt, that mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yogurt, whatever, it's like, oh, this is so fucking good. And mm-hmm. kid, <laughs> yep. Know, just all he can say because he's stupid and he's nine. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> a little bull cut. So then we have. <laughs> so then we get Kramer. Uh, yeah, getting to California. Then we also have Jerry and George. Uh, in Elaine's apartment, looking for his keys because Jerry he, locked himself out of, of his course, apartment. Clearly, so now they're rummaging through Elaine's stuff, and they happen to find that she's she's writing a spec script for Murphy Brown. Yeah. Interesting, which they decide to read. Elaine comes in. Elaine is mortified. Yes, she says it's just the first draft. I don't know if I saw you guys probably are working on or have written spec scripts at mm-hmm. some point in time. Sure, sure, sure. I don't think it's an embarrassing thing. No. I think if you broke into my house and like just noticed a script that was on my pa- like just sitting on my table, yeah, I wouldn't be like, "What the fuck did you?" I'd be you, more upset about you breaking into my house, yes. not reading my script. Do you know how hard it is to get someone to read something you've written? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, do you know how many people you if, have to ask before yeah. you actually get someone to fucking read that shit? 
if anything, I would be like, hey, Zach, read my script. You'd be like, uh, no, thank you. Yeah. But if <laughs> Daryl, I would read your script. But if you broke either. into my house, you'd be like, oh, he has a script. Let me I see would, if I would read both your guys' script. <laughs> yeah, I think you would read it. Just be like, oh, I want to see if he uh, writes about pedophilia or something. Yeah, I'd, I'd just I gotta like, cancel this guy. Can I cancel this guy around my <laughs> yeah. kid? Can I? Can I trust him? <laughs> like. <laughs> No, I'd I'd read it. I'd I'd make notes in red ink. Right. You know? I'd want to make you feel like a small, <laughs> small man, Daryl. <laughs> yeah, like my new spec script is called Nine Eleven. I forgot. <laughs> um. So we have stars French Stewart. Yeah. <laughs> How can we make this project less appealing? <laughs> Animated by Seth MacFarlane. Oh God. Yeah, that guy's hurting for shows right now. Yeah. Um, so then we also, uh, I guess, uh, we have uh, somebody also saying, uh, what an ass to him as well. Yeah. He's also like, I heard something. I, th- yeah. I think I heard you say something. It's weird, the timing of it, because they're usually like... he's waiting for the laughter to die. Like, he's yeah. literally, like, this is one of these, like, like audience laughter types of moments where you're like this is sitcom like where yeah. they're waiting for the laughter to die because yeah. like the timing of it is never how it would actually no. happen but then his response to it even though it's like not believable really it mm-hmm. still gets a laugh too yeah like 40 seconds later he's like did you just say something yeah, yeah. he's like it's very very bitty definitely sitcom-y. definitely very and then we get so at the end of at the end of the episode, we have a, a nice like guest star about uh, appearance from the Murphy Brown herself, Candace Bergen. Yep, delightful. And uh, as as luck would have it, uh, of course, Kramer is now a guest star on Murphy Brown. He's great. Murphy's new assistant, so. and like a, yeah. getting a not <laughs> only a, like a back like a background role. Like she, I think that would be more believable is if you like literally like turned on Murphy Brown and then like saw him like just working in the background. Dude, you never know. My brother-in-law, he took like a 10-year hiatus from acting mm-hmm. and he got back into it and his first audition that he went out for was for like a cameo role, like a two-line role mm-hmm. on Modern Family and he booked it. Nice. Like yeah. his first audition out he nice. booked. Nice. So, so I guess maybe Kramer is the same way. He just books his first uh, he guest has that star. Bug. He had the acting bug. Yeah. yeah. He doesn't know how to fucking type. And uh, <laughs> he even... Slamming <laughs> together he fucking does not, yeah. He even gets a uh, character name on the role. Uh, it's called yeah. Steven Snell. <laughs> Snell. Yeah. And is that like a name that you think like Kramer came up with? Or is that like a... a... Well, he repeats it to Murphy. <laughs> yeah. So, I, it's like, is he clarifying it to mm-hmm, her? Mm-hmm. Like, and that somehow made it into the episode they filmed that week. This is also like in canon of like the Murphy Brown series because like she's still pregnant as well, and that's like a big storyline in the uh, Murphy Brown canon. Mm. Oh yeah, Murphy Brown was NBC as well. Correct? Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, okay, yeah. Okay. it was all part of Must See TV at one point. Gotcha, gotcha. So, um, but Murphy Brown, no joke, is a great show, nonetheless. Like in its own right, um, very good show. Yeah. Um. So we also have uh, the stand up at the end, which is coincidentally enough about keys and how airplane pilots do they need keys? Do yeah. they start up an airplane <laughs> with keys? I imagine they do. So they'd have to have some sort of 
starter or some sort of we're gonna make the plane go. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. They have to. They like I have to. You like just got one of those fobs. Just it might be wireless. a fob now. Yeah. It might be some sort of keyless entry. I like to think it's one of those things like the nuclear codes where you have to turn the keys yeah. at the exact same time. It's like the co-pilot and, and you push pilot the button at the same time, yeah. and it's like we can yeah. only do this together, Mitch. You that know? sounds like, dope. I would want that. Like that sounds more right. Dude, how stoked! Like, you already have a killer job as an airplane no pilot, shit. but then you get to like pretend you're like no accessing shit. nuclear launch codes. In addition to that, <laughs> what if your job and like the military was just to hold like you know the airplane keys? All yeah. you had to do was just like, man, you you hold on to the keys. Yep, yep. Before every launch, man, I You'd fucking handed to this guy and I the most it to this experienced guy. valet yep. in the world <laughs> to get that job. I that, that cherry gig. I think that's actually a hot shots joke where like they pull into like the aircraft carrier and like throw <laughs> it to a valet. Like Daniel, this is also something that happened before your yeah. time. <laughs> Fucking hot shot. You never saw hot shots? Oh, hot shot. Yeah. With, uh, with Charlie Sheen. Uh, Charlie oh, Sheen. Oh, yeah. Emilio Estevez. Hey, I know I know that bit. Yeah. Right? That's his real name. Uh Estevez wasn't in it, no. No, it, it was, was definitely just a Charlie, Charlie. Sheen joint. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do, do you yeah. guys think uh, the hijackers asked the, uh, the 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 pilots for their keys? In oh, of course they did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah. <laughs> do you think Do you think the pilots ever forgot their keys? You think, you think they could ever forget? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Never forget your keys. No, yeah. that's what they say. The, I've seen the hashtag. <laughs> that, that's probably a tag that, that Jerry could put on that joke now. Right? It's, fa- it's fairly oh, evergreen, shit. and he could just use that tag. That is. Hey, that is so his brand, yes. Jerry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, we obviously know that Jerry. What's the deal with airline food? And no 9/11? shit. <laughs> What's the deal? What's with the 9/11? deal with these hijackers? <laughs> <laughs> I imagine the hijackers find out that Jerry Seinfeld is on the plane. And like, Do a bit for us. What's the deal with these hijackers? Nice. So, uh, with that said, uh, Daniel. Yeah. Out of these two episodes this week, uh, mm. what did you like more? Um, oh man, it's the keys and then the parking space. Yeah, I think out of like um, out, out of like bits that'll that'll last, I like the the keys a little bit better because mm-hmm. like it gives that. That track back into like like we mentioned Kramer's like history with uh, barging into to Jerry's apartment, right? And then mm-hmm. uh, for people who like hate that shit, because mm-hmm. I'm sure there's somebody who just is like, hey, that's rude. Yes, it's kind of rude. They like <laughs> they, they no, the fuck. I I, I did that, but like it's it's a piece of shit move. Yeah, but um, it's um, it just it just has more substance. Uh, the keys. There's uh like little callbacks. Even there's Newman. There's fucking mm-hmm, Newman. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. These pretzels are making me thirsty. Yeah, I like that there's more like it's more canon based. Like there's more like things that like point to the overall show than just like it being a standalone episode. Yeah. Um those things are good for sure. I do like the parking space though, just for the like simplicity of like this is classic like what Seinfeld is. Yeah. Yeah, the low stakes. Yeah, we're just going to take something just so minimal and just take it to the nth level. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. Oh, I'm so torn now because I, I did, 
I feel like with the plot holes of the keys, it's preventing me from voting for that because yeah. I'm like, what is this notion that only one person can have your keys? Right. Why, if Kramer is moving co- cross country, is he making such a big deal about George having the keys? Right. Like, and, like leaving on a, on a, what do you call it? Like a, yeah. Like a cliffhanger, too. Just, and it feels like it's incomplete. just there to set up the season four premiere. Right. Of you course. Know? Um, because the, the season four premiere is a two part episode called the trip. Yeah. And it's yeah. basically the whole gang going to California. Yeah. Yeah, totally. So I, I do agree with you that the writing is tighter, but man, the parking space, it just feels like so low stakes Seinfeld yes. sweet spot. Yeah. And also I do like uh what's his face? Lee Arnberg. Yeah. Uh, Mike Moffat, kind of an interesting character, but also like very Seinfeld character. Yeah. Yeah, well, it's, it, there's um uh, Sid who's like that typical like indifferent guy of like you guys are stupid. Mm-hmm. What are you doing? And then there's the uh, the aggressive um like you said Moffat, and then the people around them mimicking everybody. Oh, of course, them. yes. It, I I will argue that um, people will say he's like oh the contest to to mm-hmm. show someone this one uh, a sweet alternative because like you yeah. said it has all the aspects of um it what does. is a typical um Seinfeld episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and, and I I do like. The presence of Mike Moffat because he, um, like you, you're used to seeing the Seinfeld characters. They get irritated and then they don't ever do anything about. Yeah. It. They just sort of like wallow. They just right. want to be right. put out. But like Mike, uh, Babu in like the cafe. Yeah, exactly. And it's like you know Jerry's going to stand there and like roll his eyes while Kramer like takes another ten grand out of his bank account. <laughs> right. And be like, yeah. Oh, this guy, you know, and it's like What's no one's ever gonna, that? no one's ever gonna do anything. But Mike Moffat is just kind of like, no, I am what I am, and I stand for what I stand mm-hmm, for, mm-hmm. and like I'm irritated, and I'm gonna tell you about it right now because I look like a fucking skinhead. <laughs> <laughs> like, it is kind of nice to have that presence. Uh, it's kind of a toss up for me, but I'm gonna go with my original inclination and say the parking space. Mm-hmm. I will say too, like I think I'm going with parking space. But I do like uh, I do like the keys just as much. It's, it's there's lots of laughs in both episodes. Yeah, I want to say it's splitting yeah. I don't hairs think either one is me. perfect. Yeah, but there's lots of laughs in both these episodes. Sometimes like it's a clear like, well, that episode's way better. Yeah, yeah. but this one is like, eh, I don't know. I don't really know. But with that said, uh, what do you think is sponge worthy for you this week, especially? And doesn't have to be show worthy. Yeah. It can be just anything in your life. Mm-hmm. That you think is extra special right now? Oh man, um, th- I just moved into a new place and with oh, some friends. That's pretty nice. interesting. So, so new right. apartment is Very dope. Cool. Yeah. yeah, we're at. What's your address? Um, what's yeah, your social security uh, number? <laughs> <laughs> Which one do you want first? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly. Two fifteen. I live uh, just north of uh, downtown Santa Ana, so it's oh, like okay, cool, cool. it's a uh, it's what it, it's a pretty dense area. So like bef- now they're calling it like like com- up and coming right now, but right. we used to call it like urban. I have yeah. a pretty so dense up and coming area myself. It's being, That's, yeah. uh, <laughs> it's hey. being gentrified. Oh, yeah. we're, we're we're me and my uh, we're, we're the gentrifiers. It's yeah, me, yeah. Uh, my uh, two friends, and then another friend who uh, moved in separate place. <laughs> I, so I don't think you are the gentrifier, Daniel Zambrano. <laughs> no, no, think... we're we're like everybody. We're, we're amongst the. It's. You're making it I, more. One of my roommate colored hair. That's the first sense of a gentrification. Oh God! Yeah, <laughs> we're everybody else who's living there. They're paying like probably between thirteen, sixteen hundred, and we're we're paying 
more than that because nice. we're new. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, of course. And we have yes. these upgraded ones. And of it's course. just it's it's wild. I, I love it because it's how I grew up. Not like that. I grew up better, <laughs> but <laughs> I just enjoy it because it's uh, it calls to um, nostalgia. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got a bodega on wheels down the street. Sure, There's three of them. I love uh-huh. that shit. Yeah, you know, sometimes you. I, you know, you, there's prostitutes. It's off of Main Street and uh, mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. that's why you moved yeah, into the yeah. neighborhood. Sometimes God, it's it pretty gets, great. You know that that type of environment like gets you like some street cred or gets you like you know or stabbed. Yeah, yeah or stabbed. Either way, there's a guy around the corner who um, has a truck and then he sells hot dogs, tacos, and burgers Dope. outside of like a little kitchen thing. Man, I would buy um, one of those right now. Yeah, it's delicious. But Fuck like yeah. at the same time. Um, you're getting there, and you're hyped up for it, and then you're seeing him just work without gloves, and you're like, oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Am I going to eat this food? I'm, oh, my God, I'm paying him? Right. Wow, I just finished that. Right. And then you, yeah. you walk back. Not not quite shameful, but like... Can I have still, another hot dog? Yeah, there's still <laughs> an air of like, fuck, mm-hmm. man. Yeah. Uh, what about you, Zach? Uh, you know, it's a, it is Halloween night, and... Ah, as we're recording, is plentiful yeah. in my household. Um, uh, yeah. That's... Always a good thing. You know, I'm actually looking uh, for the day after uh, Halloween. Uh, those are when the real candy sales happen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, having candy, no matter how you come by it, yep. always a positive experience. Sure. I don't necessarily care that I paid extra for the candy, Daryl. <laughs> What's your uh, favorite candy? Uh, I mean, it's pretty hard to beat a Reese's. Uh, yeah. Of course, yeah. Which is good. Peanut yeah. butter and chocolate can't go wrong. I mean, I I had this experience. My wife's friends they came over, and my wife bought the bag of candy that has hundred grand, Baby Ruth, awesome. Butterfingers, yep. and Crunch in it. Yeah, um, it's all the, like the Nestle no stuff. Yeah. No, no Reese's, just those four. Yeah, but like if you were gonna pick a worst candy bar out of that that four, mm. which it, all solid. I yeah. feel all, all of those solid, solid. All of them. probably the crunch bar. Yeah. yeah. The weakest, but also still good. My wife's friend came over and she was like, oh man, it sucks that you have to deal with all that bad candy to get to the crunch bar in that bag. And I was <laughs> like, what the fuck are you? Yeah. Shut the fuck up. And this desirable one here. Yeah and, yeah. and then like right before that, I, uh, my wife got some candy at work. And so I was like, oh man, well, who's going to like, jump on the grenade of this Twizzler and she was like, oh, I love Twizzlers. So clearly, (laughs) just a a fucking candy idiot going on here. Uh, Twizzlers. Gross. This is a Red Vine family. Yes. Yeah, yeah, at least. Every family is a Red Vine family. (laughs) Oh, shit. Twizzlers is survival food and nothing else. (laughs) Yeah, I would literally like tie it as rope to survive. Like I wouldn't Or to kill yourself. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) This is all I have to eat. For sure. It doesn't even work in rat traps, man. There's no no way to get rid of it. Seinfeld's episode, The Rope, is sponsored by Twizzlers. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. He's hung himself with otherwise it would be called the vine. <laughs> yeah, the that's vine. right. Yeah, the vine. Uh, that that fan fiction nice. is is copywritten. Yep, <laughs> yeah, we're doing it, Larry guys. David or Jerry Seinfeld <laughs> want to pay me for that? Please, please do. Well, uh, Daryl, uh, I don't know. Uh, what's what's fun's worthy? Uh, I've been watching a lot of really good movies lately. Obviously, it's horror season uh, when mm-hmm. we're recording this. Um, man, check out some fucking really good movies. Uh, not even horror films. Um, the Lamb. The Lamb is fucking great. 
man, Halloween Kills was really good. Mm-hmm. Um, I I recently watched uh, the new James Bond movie, really good. Oh, okay. Um, bunch of I'm looking forward to uh, uh, Edgar Wright's new movie. Uh, oh yeah, so, something in Soho or whatever. Yeah, uh, a night in Soho. Night in, yeah, one night in Soho or something. Mm-hmm. And then uh, what's his name? Uh, Wes Anderson has a new movie coming out. Mm-hmm. Something called French Laundry or something like that. The French Dispatch. Yes, yeah. Sir. Sorry. No, it's fine. And uh, yeah, looking forward to all that shit. Okay. Cool. Well, there's just one last thing to do. Yes. Daniel Zambrano. Yeah. Where can people follow you on social media? Remind them. Uh, at Daniel Zambrano with a three instead of an E. Very um, cool. Because uh, uh, Brazilian people suck and they're, they're pieces of shit that they want to give me my. Um, my name back and um well we just lost our uh charoscuro <laughs> sponsorship oh, shit. yeah shit thanks what? thanks no. danny z jesus well uh, and also uh orange county stand-up oh yeah yeah on uh, the instagram any and all um uh orange county stand-up needs open yeah. mics shows needs uh that's a big podcasts uh yeah because it's more of a Desire in the moment when it's convenient for me instead of need <laughs> for people <laughs> on that page, but it's okay. Oh, what's up, Cat? What's right, up, Cat? Sounds good. And Wanna you guys? Yeah. <laughs> oh, the unofficial uh, third co-host, uh, Kitty, has just shown up. Kitty, Damn. Yep. just shown up. You were you were a thick one. Yeah, yeah. She loves it. Double cheeked yeah. up on a Sunday night. She is her. chonky. All right, guys. Well, uh, with that said, keep it sponge worthy. Yep. What's the deal with aggressive guys who drive ice cream trucks? I mean, you think if there's one job where you'd want to be chill, it's someone with a truck full of ice cream. If I drove an ice cream truck, I'd give zero ice cream fucks. Yeah, I, I like the idea of, uh, of a lot of the products that we have out now that they can't be advertised like they used to before like i can't imagine nowadays there being a 30 second commercial spot for the flashlight you know there are no returns on this product send us a mold of uh your, your victim's pussy and then we'll make you a, a lifetime supply you don't have to let it decay call now 